Welcome to my first podcast episode of 2024. I'm very excited to be entering my fourth year of doing this podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. February 14th, which will be my 65th birthday, will be my fourth anniversary of this podcast. Started as Not Your Average Lives, and it is now Living Your Sparked Second Half, because that's what it's about, really, sparking those of you who are in your second half by sharing stories of women, mostly, who have done something in their second half. A lot of them have pivoted to something brand new. And if you're here, I would love for one of my guests in the coming year to inspire you in some way. So that brings me to my topic today, which is about resolutions. What are your New Year's resolutions? Do you have New Year's resolutions? Are you working on New Year's resolutions? Or do you abhor resolutions? Do you have negative bias to resolutions? I am finding some of that on social media, that people actually resist resolutions. One person I saw posted a blank screen. She said, this is my New Year's resolutions. And it was like a blank screen. (laughs) Now, granted, she might be trying to get people to have a conversation around that. But I think just the word resolutions gets a bad rap because I think people toss it around and they put things out there that are things that they think they need to do and not necessarily things they really want to do. And they don't put any plan around a resolution. Really what a resolution should be is a goal. It should be a goal. And if you know what the word resolution means, and I looked it up, so I'll tell you what it means. Resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. So if you listen to my last episode, and if you didn't, I encourage you to go listen to it. But in that episode, I talked about the mantra that I've adopted for 2024. And I share an exercise that you should do as you transition from 2023 to 2024. And one of the things that I suggest is, uh, it's a few questions you ask yourself and you journal on. But one of them is, what are you going to start doing and what are you going to stop doing? And this is exactly it. You can stop doing something. That can be a resolution. It can be like, I'm not doing that anymore. It's not working for me. You're making a decision to do or not to do something. That's what a resolution is. But in a decision to do something, you need to have an implementation plan. Doing requires some kind of implementing. And so you need a plan around how you're going to do it. How long is it going to take? How do you know when it's done? So those are the kind of things that should be a part of your New Year's resolutions. And when I was thinking about the word resolution, I was thinking the verb is resolute, right? I'm going to be resolute in this resolution. And so resolution is really the what, the thing that you're going to be doing, whereas resolute is the being, the state of being, the identity that you're going to adopt 
is that you're going to be resolute. And so I looked up resolute and resolute is a way of being admirably purposeful, determined, unwavering, admirably purposeful. And I love that because I'm all about purpose. I'm all about working from a place of purpose. We should have intention and purpose in every goal that we do. It needs to have a reason. It needs to have a why. So I think the reason why resolutions get a bad rap is people are making decisions about things they think they should do and not things they really want to do. And they, they don't have a, a real why or purpose around them. They're not serious goals. This is like a goal setting exercise. That's what a resolution is. And people just like, oh, it's the beginning of the new year. I need to write down a list of things I want to improve on. And then they disappoint themselves because they don't ever get to them. I think the statistic is like over 80% of people fall off the resolution wagon by February. And that's awful. If you think about it, think how many disappointed people we have walking around in February. I'm glad it's my birthday month because at least I have that to look forward to when I failed on my resolutions. So the other problem that I see with resolutions is that people, and this is common with people, like when you set a goal, and I'm a real stickler on this, it needs to be really specific and trackable, right? So I saw a post and she had four things, travel more, drink more water, try something new, enjoy the little things. There, That was four. She had probably 10, but they were so all like squishy, vague. They didn't have what I say oomph to them. They like, what's the oomph? What's the, what is the specific thing that you're going to do? And how are you going to know when you're, you've done it so you can check it off? So travel more, where are you going to go? And if you don't know where yet, at least set a date for when you're going to do the research and when you're going to make the decision and when you're going to get it booked. Drink more water. How much you're drinking now? How much more do you need to drink? Are you going to track it? Do you have a tracker app? Try something new. Specifically, what is it that you want to try that's new? It could be a myriad of things, but it's easy to not do the things that aren't specific. Oh, I wanted to try something new, but oh, I never got around to it or I went to a new store or something. They downplay it just to check it off. So the process of getting more specific is actually fun because the process of getting more specific is delving into what you really want, what you really desire. And when you do that, it becomes more enjoyable, first of all. And secondly, it becomes more purposeful. There's more of a purpose and a why around it. Where do you want to travel? Why do you want to go there? And so you, you start to get really more attached, which makes that more unwavering. So you're more resolute in that resolution, aka goal, right? So that's why I want to call it a purposeful plan. Let's get real with our resolutions. It, sh it should be a purposeful plan that you have for each of these things. What is the specific of it? 
make it yours, make it all yours. Coming from a place of it's authentically what you want to do and not somebody else's resolution for you or something you think you need to do. Make it specific, make it easy. Start with easy. And this is what I think will make it go past January. So if you have a goal, for instance, that it's going to take longer than January, say I want to read 12 books this year. Making it easy would be like, okay, I want to read a book in January. And then something happens, maybe you don't get the the book finished until mid-February. But then you just read two books between February and March in those six weeks. But you make progress. That's the idea here. You make progress. You're not going to fail by the end of January. Make it simple and break it down. And that's how you win with the resolution game and you don't fail in it. You don't quit completely because you want to improve. That's what resolutions are all about. We should want to improve our life and everybody has room for improvement. We can always be better tomorrow than we were today. And that's what I strive to do. And when you are better and you are always in the state of looking to improve, you inspire other people by doing so. So you're not only improving yourself and improving your life, you're improving other people's lives by what you're doing, even if you don't even realize it. So I've thought about what I want to focus on, and I'm going to delve into this. I actually decided I'm going to do an episode next week that, and I'm going to air it on Friday because I have an interview that I'm doing on my regular Wednesday episode. So I'll do an interview on Wednesday, Friday. I'll do a follow-up to my last episode because I talked about this mantra, quality over quantity, and I'm going to talk about what I'm leaving behind the decision to not do and to do. So I'm going to talk about that because I think real life examples are helpful. But I will tell you in this whole resolution process, I've thought about three areas that I really want to focus on, and that's health, creativity, and reading. Those are the three areas that are top of mind for me. And the other thing that I want to say is don't feel like if you don't have your list of resolutions that you're behind the eight ball or that you've already failed because you can start whenever you're ready. That's what I would recommend. Last year, for example, I did a dry January, but it wasn't really January last year. It was like mid-January to mid-February. So you can alter it and customize it according to what works best in your life. And I can't remember why I started late, other than the fact that I just didn't get my act together till then. But I wanted to get it done before my birthday. And my birthday was the 14th of February. So I ended it on the 14th of February. So I had a 30 day or however many days it was of a month between mid January, mid February. And I lost 10 pounds, no sugar and no alcohol. And that was a great way to start the year. So I want to do that again. And I've worked out two days in a row. I'm very proud of myself. I am getting in yoga shape because I'm going to yoga retreat in March. And I started to use a rebounder. If you don't know what a rebounder is, it's a mini trampoline. And rebounding, I found out, releases toxins if you jump as 
a few as five to 10 minutes a day. What I want to work up to is 10 minutes twice a day, but I started with five minutes. Now I've worked up to six minutes once a day. And it's just helpful in many things, not only helps flush the toxins, lymphatic drainage, but it also improves your balance. It also helps with bone density, improves your bone density. So a lot of good things for people who are aging. So health is a focus that I've chosen. Creativity, doing something creative and having a creativity goal once a quarter. I'm going to focus on something creative once a quarter. One thing that I did over Christmas holidays, and I haven't finished yet, I've made a, a big dent in it, but I bought an iPhone photography course. And I actually bought three courses he teaches. It's how to take pictures on your iPhone, how to take videos, and how to edit pictures. And it's quite comprehensive. I finished the one for pictures. It is five or six modules and probably five to six lessons per module, plus with bonus material. So the bonus materials, how to organize your iPhone storage, for example, super helpful. Nothing to do with taking pictures, but organizing pictures. So it was so fascinating. My design skills are terrible. No natural skills whatsoever with the design. So that is really tapping into my creative side and I'm having so much fun with it. So that would be an example of something that would tap into something creative. So my resolution is to finish those other two courses that are related to that and then start taking pictures using those new skills that I've gained. And then reading, I would like to read at least one book a month, fiction. I want to get back into my fiction reading because I used to enjoy fiction so much. Fiction is tapping into your imagination. I don't know if you're a fan or have read the Harry Potter book series. Somebody recommended the Harry Potter series to me, but I remember when whoever recommended it to me, I was like, magic? I'm not interested in magic. That is not something I'd like. But then everybody was raving about it. So I finally read the first book and oh my gosh, I couldn't put it down. It was such an amazing book series. So what did I know? Ken Follett is another favorite author of mine. Dean Koontz, love the sci-fi stuff. So that's what I would like to do is to get back into that and enjoy that. My daughter was very in inspiring to me. And this is how you can inspire people, just as an example. She got an app, Goodreads, and Goodreads allows you to track how many books you've read. She set a goal last year at the beginning of the year to read 20 books. She is an avid reader and a fast reader. She ended up reading 44. She changed her goal after she realized she was making a dent in the books that she was reading. She changed it to 40. She doubled it. And then she ended up reading 44. I don't know how she does it. She's got four kids and a job and a lot going on and plays tennis and besides reading fiction books. So she inspired me. And I can inspire by setting a goal and then sharing because Goodreads, this app, which I didn't know existed, is a place where you can go and share what books you're reading and track your goals, track how many books. And, and then you can take a photo of it and share it on social media. And 
introduce books to other people and introduce setting goals and hitting goals to other people. So here I am now being accountable to you. So I better get to my reading, <laughs> carve out some time this weekend to do my reading. So the point of this is don't be afraid of making resolutions. Don't let anybody talk you into not making resolutions because resolutions are for the birds. Resolutions, if done right, will change your friggin' life. And if you set goals, resolutions that are meaningful to you, your 2024 is going to be your best year yet. And maybe you're somebody who's never set goals that are right for you. And that's why you always fall off the wagon. So let's change that. Let's do something that you want to do. And if you don't know what that is, spend some time reflecting. Go listen to my last episode. What did you do in 2023? What did you not do that you wanted to do? What did you learn from that experience? What do you want to continue doing? What do you want to stop doing? And I'll share in my next Friday's episode what I'm doing. Shaking things up here and living your spark second half land, not your average grandma land. So have a great 2024. And I look forward to spending some time with you this year. 